0: 0437-552-535. Plenty of texts rolling in now. We've got a few for Scott Roth, and if you've got one for Coach Roth, uh, give us one uh, through on the text line, or you can even ring up and talk to the great man. 1-300-42-15-33. He is up after our next guest, Kevin Shifter Sheen, who will join us in just a moment. But Tim, a text in here. It says it would be good to hear a story on Tim's basketball escapades and earning the nickname the Glove. Stop texting in, please. <laughs> That's Don't me. text it from your own phone. That's not me. But no, we can, well,
1: uh, when we got it, if we got a couple of minutes, but we've got uh, <laughs> Kevin on the line. But we'll get, I'm happy to tell you that story. Okay, I look from forward my, to that. I didn't have to bring out all my, um, what were your trophies you brought out last week? Yeah, the MVPs, all star fives. No, re- read them properly.
0: <laughs> read them properly, please. We're yeah. gonna, gonna take the Pi Double Five. Let's Mac straighten up award. because a big, big week coming up for Tasmania's AFL draft hopes. With the AFL draft coming up this time next week, we'll have the first uh, of the ten picks come out uh, at Marvel Stadium, and one man that will be there and in, is in the thick of it as always is AFL draft superstar Kevin Sheehan, who's been good enough to join us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. G'day, Shifter.
2: Uh, yes, good morning, uh, Brent. Tim, uh, thanks for having us on.
0: Great to hear your voice, mate. This is a, such a busy time of year for you, so we appreciate you giving up a few minutes for us this morning. You've been involved, obviously, with the AFL's Talent Pathway for for decades now. Is this the best Tasmanian Draft class you've seen throughout your time, do you think?
2: I think it might well be. I was going to look at that uh, for this week, actually, because, uh, well, if we're talking first night, there might be 25 or six choices. You've You've got a chance of getting, well, four, at least four, maybe four players in 26 or seven. Now, that might be as good as you've ever got uh, when it's been a, a purely national draft. Way back at the start, only 38 years ago, we had uh, Alistair Lynch at choice 50. I think Matty Armstrong was in the 20s. That was the first ever draft in 86, but... You know, it wasn't... And the, the Phoebes might have been back around the same time, but it wasn't purely national at that point because Melbourne wasn't included. Metro Melbourne, that didn't come until about 92. So, yeah, I'll need to do my homework on that, but it's going to be super. <laughs> Maybe it would have been a good year for Tassie to be in the AFL
1: next year, hey? Eh? And they would have got the, <laughs> pick, of the, the pick of the crop. <laughs> well, we've actually had most of those the before that we're talking about potentially going in the first round on the show, and we've asked them exactly that. Will they end up coming back to the Tassie yeah. team? Let's hope they do, but... Um, another one who, who's probably fallen slightly off the radar is Jack Cullinan. Where do you think, um, mm. Where do you expect him to be taken, or or do you?
2: Well, he's giving himself a very good chance. He's going to be right around the mark, I think. It'll be a bit later on, um, uh, second night, and then you've got the rookie draft on the Wednesday. But he's such a smart small forward. Um, he's got that built-in, as the good small forwards have, radar around the sticks. And normally deadly, absolutely deadly, like his old man was. But it took it, it took the clubs till uh, the old man was about 28 before they drafted him. So we hope with young with young uh, young, his young boy that uh, young Jack can uh, get an opportunity a bit quicker than that. But yeah, he did very well at, at playing for Tassie Devils. Obviously, but then were the Allies and the Nationals, and yeah, um, dangerous small forward. And uh, yeah, I think uh, he, he's certainly uh, right in the mix to go. But it will be a bit later on, I think.
0: What about a smoky shifter? Obviously, we've heard the names of Sanders and McKercher and Callinan and Shoemaker and Leak and these guys. Is there anyone that's sort of come on late that we might see taken with a late pick or even a, a rookie selection?
2: Well, I think your you, you Tassie boys, I think uh, Heath Ollington and, and um, uh, Geordie Payne, no no relation, uh, Tim, it's spelled differently, oh, I we'll see. Claim but, we'll but claim him, we'll claim him. We claim him. It just might have been a family division years ago. We just... <laughs> yeah. Spell the names differently. Uh, but yeah, both those boys have presented themselves pretty well, actually. Um, Payne is the defender. He's a great user the ball. He's got terrific speed. Um, so, sets to play up from the back half. And then, Arlington got a chance as an overager to play for the Allies and grabbed that chance, too. And in his first game in, he's in the best six um, in that all conquering Allies side as well. Um, so, he's a, he's a 190 sort of a third marking forward. Uh, really presents himself very, very well as uh, uh, that sort of uh, hard-working option up forward that all clubs have. So they are definitely got a chance, those boys, and certainly in the mix with all the other um, top-ranked uh, uh, Tasmanian boys that uh, you've been interviewing probably. Uh, headed up by Colby McKercher. I think he's a star, that boy, with uh, his speed, his left foot's dynamic. He hits the scoreboard and just had a brilliant couple of years he has. Um, just hardly missed a beat over two years in presenting on the best stages available against the kids of Victoria and the Coach Talent League and then at national level playing for the Allies he's uh, he's ticked every box as has Riley Sanders the, the boy that moved uh, in his 70th year come across to Victoria but you know he's, he's born and bred Tasmanian, don't worry about that and, uh, he's a wonderful contested ball winner and a very consistent player at a high level rewarded with that Lark medal and um, And you look at the list of Lark medalists, it includes the likes of Petrarca, Sam Walsh. So he's in pretty good company uh, having Mm. won that um, against the best kids around. So those boys are going to be um, right up there in the top 10 when the the draft comes about next Monday.
1: Shifter, if you're the West Coast Eagles, what are you doing with that number one pick? Well, I'm going to try
2: and see if I can get two and three for it. (laughs) They won't take two or three with 17 or 18. They won't take those three. Um, but if if, if, uh, if the Eagles can you know get two choices that are right up the top, and I don't think North will give them that, by the way, but if they were to give them two, they might uh, change their mind and actually let the one go to get two players. But uh, you, you'd want it to be a real good deal because Harley Reid's pretty special. He's, um, he's a unique player, I think. Um, just the way he's played now, for three years we've seen him. We've seen him in his 16th year... Um, he was very exciting then and then has dominated his 17th and 18th year against all comers. You know, he's, uh, people lose a bit of sight of the fact he's, he's played senior games as well. He's played two games for the Australian 18s, which was against Port Adelaide's Sandful side and against Carlton's VFL team. And he's also played three games for, for Carlton's VFL team and Essendon. So those five matches, he dominated those five games. Um, so, against the, the listed players, the, the men as people call it, he just steps straight up and becoming the best three on the ground in, in most of those games, as well as dominating the underage stuff. So, he looks to be uh, yeah, a very unique player that can play either end of the ground or the midfield. It doesn't phase him. I think he's a bit, in his makeup, a bit like a Luke Hodge. He just doesn't worry. Just get out there and play. You know, put, where are you going to put me? Oh, well, that's OK. Wherever um you'll try and win the game if he's up forward for you uh he's done that in some matches or we'll save it down the back with uh, big leo barry type marks you know <laughs> it just he does some amazing things that make him a special talent and that's why unless you're getting two about to, at the top end of the draft you're not gonna you're not gonna uh, sort of uh, lose that uh, brilliance of being able to get the best player on the land.
0: Well, one more before we let you go, Shifter. Do you think any clubs would be nervous about drafting the Tassie boys this year due to concerns they might move back once we get our AFL team down here?
2: Well, I don't think so. I think you you back your club. and say, so, look, it's a bit like the old... the age-old one of uh, not taking them out of, let's say, out of uh, Victoria because they might go home. You know, WA wouldn't take us. So they want to go home. Look, most boys end up loving the club they go to and stay forever, you know, otherwise you'd never take Matthew Pavlik out of SA, they all said at the time, oh you want to go home well crikey, mm-hmm. the <laughs> game's record holder, you know, or Simon Black yep. came out of WA went to Brisbane, or Luke Power played 300 games, he went to Brisbane out of Victoria, so you, you don't worry about the the one in 15 that might return home you just back yourself that your club will be that good, uh, they'll become a leader of your club, they'll want to stay there they'll be um, within three years will be a dominant player and uh, you just have to back the culture of your club to, to retain them. Otherwise, you'll never you'll never pick accurately. You'll be overlooking people for all sorts of reasons and just picking out of your local area, you know, and you, that's a dangerous thing to do. So uh, just back the culture of your club and your coaching staff that the blo- local fall in love with your club and want to stay there.
1: And Shifter, in terms of you know this being a really strong year for Tasmanians, do you, do you expect that to, to grow even more so in the in the coming years once we do get a team and there's academies and stuff like that established?
2: Yeah, I, I reckon it will. But look at 11 flow. It's just not automatic. You end up with four boys in the top 25. That's hard to do because it's a pretty competitive market, really competitive. But uh, I'd think there'd be a constant supply of, half a dozen or so that are pretty close to the mark. What, what will happen is many of those boys that, uh, you know, in the past that weren't drafted, that are bloody good pl- really good players, um, they'll, they'll push up through being on the list or even as a sub-player playing in the VFL comp regularly and end up AFL players. You know, there's a group that you could probably think of, that in the past that would have to be like um, check or Ben Brown, where they'd have to move across here, start playing VFL, and then get a chance later on as a rookie, something like that. They can stay home, play in the VFL, you know, and then prove they're good enough when they're 21 or 2 and push through. So that that might end up giving you an average of, you know, five or six a year rather than the three and a half or four that currently Tassie produces that make it into the AFL. So there might be just that that, that few, that, that other group that uh, hadn't been considered all that much because they've been probably, uh, you know, haven't been able to be attracted to move to the major states to to pursue a state league career and and prove they're good enough.
0: Shifter, enormous week coming up for yourself and everyone at the AFL. It's such an exciting time for these young players right across the country. Thanks so much for bringing us up to speed on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning and enjoy the week ahead.
2: We will do and good luck to all the boys that are aspiring to get onto the AFL list. And it's an exciting group coming from over in Tassie.
0: Very nice. Thanks so much, Kevin Shifter Shane, for joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. Couple of texts in here, Tim. Before we go to the break, uh, no, Timmy, you don't put stickers on a Ferrari. That's from Seth <laughs> from Monseston. That's in relation to your tattoo, of course. That you'll be getting very, very soon. i kick your butt at basketball. One here what from Tim Payne. So. Payney will kick Brent's. We do say that word on radio in any sport. So there you go. Uh, Got a couple of questions in for Scott Roth as well. If you'd like to ask the Jack Jumpers coach a question, Texas right now on 0437 double five two five three five, because the great man joins us next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast.